Hello, folks, and welcome to another podcast. Noliantos here. We've got Mr. Casey Miller in studio. He is the co-owner and president of Latitude 33, the largest San Diego 135 management company in town. Happy to have him here. We're going to talk about uh, his beginnings and um, the charter company that he runs and the management, maintenance, one-stop shopping at Latitude 33. Wonderful to have him in studio. Hope you folks enjoy it. Mr. Miller, thanks for coming. I appreciate it. Love to have you here. Has anyone ever told you your voice is like a nice silk? You know, one of, the reason, one of the reasons I actually have been going after you, you're at the top of a very long list here at the top, and one of the reasons is is because of your voice. Oh, because okay. now you are going to actually outdo me on that bedroom voice. Get right out. Should we do a, uh, maybe a commercial while we're at it? No, this is Pepsi? just for the chicks. Okay. This is just for the chicks. All right, good. Yeah. Um, there's my first one. See, what we're doing now, too, is we're checking to see how many ums I do within 45 minutes. Is it a drinking game? No. Um, it's just an overall kind of experience to say, I heard that episode where Noel goes, um, 47 times. Just to fill space, because he had nothing else to say. Um. <laughs> exactly. Would you do me a favor and uh, let the listening public know who you might be? Yeah, and absolutely. don't leave out anything that's exciting, but you can skirt around things that are still, you know, statute of limitations, that type of thing. I have no problem with that. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll give you all the details. Uh, so, and I'm, you're an aviation lover, just like myself. I am born and raised. Uh, so, Casey Miller, I'm the president uh, and uh, co-founder of Latitude 33 Aviation. We're a charter management, uh, kind of all-around uh, aviation company here in Carlsbad. Uh, I got my start in aviation basically before I was born. I mean, my parents literally met at a flight school, not a stone's throw away from where we are here today. Was it, do you remember, remember Brad and Mary? Uh, I don't know the names. What, what, what was the school called? God, you know, I wish I was thinking about the was other Was it day. Flight Trails? No, she worked at Flight Trails, um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't remember what it was. Four Winds, Flight Trails. This was like late 60s, oh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Re regardless. Yeah. So, Mom was the you know the nineteen year old behind the desk right. that was trying to keep the the young flight instructors from hitting on her, and my dad was <laughs> the young flight instructor that was hitting on her. And it, he just had game. It obviously worked. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So they met there, and I mean, so literally, you can say aviation has been in my blood since day one, and kind of grew up. Uh, so he went on. He was a flight instructor. Um, Went on to work for PSA Airlines, the original PSA, not the, yeah. as you yeah. have, much memorabilia. <laughs> that was my first flight. If that's ever gone one of these days, it's, it's me that yeah. came in that's here. An, that's it. an original painting that uh, was off of a, um, uh, a terminal that I, I found on a on a, actually an antique website. But I, my very first flight was on a 727 PSA going yeah. from uh, San Francisco to San Diego. Yeah. That's what I mean, got me. That, that was the, those were the good days. You yeah. know, obviously, I didn't experience it firsthand, but the, the stories that he, that he had were, uh, were pretty amazing. So, so he went on to um, to work for PSA. Obviously, had all of his instructor ratings. Um, growing up, we either had friends that owned airplanes, or we owned you know Satabrias and different things like that. So a lot of family vacations. You know, I remember running up to Big Bear for the day to go skiing as a little kid, and it was like nice. at the time you don't you don't know how good you have it, but I mean, look back now, that was it doesn't get any better than that. No, I mean, it really it's, it's amazing. Yeah. So, um, got to the point where I was. I think about 15 years old in high school, obviously, and his thing was, I want you to solo. If you never touch an airplane again, fine by me, but you're going to solo whether you like it or not. Kind that's of brilliant. Thing. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. So um, so I got to my, literally, I think my, my 16th birthday fell on a Saturday, so I had to get a ride from my parents to the airport <laughs> because the DMV wasn't open. I didn't have my license, my driver's license yet, and to go to go around the patch here at Carlsbad in a old 7GCBC Satabria that was, uh, awesome. you know, held together with duct tape and, yeah. uh, and fabric tape. But uh, so did that. And at the time, you know, I was, I was in high school, sports, girls, all kinds of stuff that, you know, high school kids are into. Yep. And, and kind of just, it wasn't the right time. And I, I let it go. Didn't touch an airplane until, geez, I think sophomore year of college. And it was kind of right about that time where it's like, 
what the hell am I going to do with my life? Right. Like, what do I want to be when I grow up? And right. hey, why don't I give this aviation thing another crack? I mean, yeah. I, I didn't. I only sold it. I never got a license. I mean, at that point. So you followed his guidance and then completed I, I did, that. I did what he asked me to do, yep. and, and that was it. And I walked away from it. Um, so at that point, kind of came back to aviation with a different frame of reference, different perspective, and a fell good in love one, with it. Yeah. a great one. Yeah, you know, it, it's. Uh, what do they say? If uh, if it's love, if you let it go and it comes back, or something yeah. cheesy like that, yeah. and, and it was—that's true. It's yeah. completely true. So fell in love with it at that point. It was, I think it was my maybe Christmas break and in, in uh, college in Santa Barbara. Came back and banged out the private rating, and then you know just just went full bore again. Very fortunate. Did it come back pretty quickly? Oh no, no. Oh, no. It was it was like I, <laughs> I might as well boring. start. Oh yeah, it, it was there, there was nothing nothing there um, except the natural born talent. I mean, which you can't deny. Yeah. I'm just oozing yeah. with that, of course. But yeah. um, <laughs> no, so it, you know, I was very fortunate that he, uh, my dad, kept all of his ratings, all of his instructor ratings, up and current. We had a good friend that had a coincidentally another Satabria that he never used, and he basically said, "Just go put gas in the thing." Oh, like I feel boy. horrible. This thing's oh, just sitting there boy. on the ramp at Western Flight. Go put gas what in it and go do it. So, I mean, I, I obviously would be an idiot if I didn't take uh, take that up. Yep. So, banged out all the ratings, did my everything from private up to commercial in that Satabria. You did your instrument in the Satabria? Single single radio. I remember, what was it, the, the homily <laughs> transition, having to switch back and forth nice. you know, between the cross uh, radials and such. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's wonderful. Again, at the time, you don't know any difference. Like, th- this is aviation, I guess. Yeah. You know, but we've but, talked yeah. about it in another podcast, too. That's getting lost, man. Plotters, that, people don't even know what those are anymore. No, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's not a good deal. Which I guess, you know, cert- certain things, it's good that it's gone. I mean, if I never have to do another ADF approach, again, NDB approach. Uh, I, I mean, completely agree. But at least I want to know what it is yeah yeah uh so yeah so anyway so um got all my ratings at that point first job in aviation was a fish spotter spotting okay. swordfish out over the pacific ocean right here out of palomar excellent um basically all the all the commercial fishing boats that's how it's kind of the coveted swordfish when you go to buy it at a, at a fish market or whatever else is a harpoon swordfish right i didn't even know they had swords out here Oh, do yeah. they still? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. And so absolutely. you can see the, the 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 fish from the air if you're good. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the idea. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, it, again, it was uh, at the time. I think I was again twenty, nineteen or twenty years old. Uh, it was in a Satabria, eight hours a day. You had that thing pulled back all the way where you're burning, you know, four right. gallons an hour, and just. And you're just calling it out to the boats where they are. Yeah. So basically, five hundred feet to a thousand feet above the water, and you're doing kind of racetrack patterns, you know, the boat will head in a certain direction, you're flying over it back and forth right. looking for something. Well, you probably saw all kinds of stuff, sunfish oh, and Great whites whales. and great whites. The, <laughs> the craziest thing literally was uh, flying along one day and you see this great white and it's it's probably 20, 25 feet. It's oh, literally leaving a wake, like a boat wake behind it. The thing <laughs> is just trucking on a mission somewhere. And um, I see it moving and I see a sunfish kind of off at its 90 degree angle. And the fish, I swear to God, literally stops, does a 90-degree turn, goes over to this. A sunfish is kind of a big, like, prehistoric-looking yeah, wild dinner plate kind of thing. Big round mouths, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You have these weird, you know, fins on the top yeah. and the bottom. The shark goes over, goes to it, takes two giant bites out of it, and just leaves it. Didn't eat it, didn't want it, just kind of like... Holy F you. <laughs> I don't know. You're in my you're in my way. You're in my space, even though you're, you know, two hundred yards away from me. Or just to see if it tasted good, right? Oh yeah. yeah. And it didn't. Yeah. And it kept Tastes trucking like tofu on. and we're out of here. Yeah. And the thing is just, you know, bleeding in the water. I'm going, <laughs> if my engine ever were oh, gonna quit, don't let it quit now. Yeah, like, now is not the time. I got a pissed off great white below me. In I a want, blood water. In a, yeah, in a, in a blood bath. Um, yeah, that's brilliant. So anyway, it was it was a hell of a job. It was, uh, again, at that point in your career. And you're building hours fast at that point, exactly, eight hours a day. Exactly. At that point in your career, if someone just pays for your flight time yep. and you don't get a dime that's from a it. win-win, man. Huge win. Yeah. So this was, you know, uh, we would actually get, I'd get paid. I mean, it, you ended up getting. Per, like a fish thing or was it just yeah, an hour? Yeah, like a 35% cut. So the boat owned the airplane. The boat yeah. paid for gas and, you know, all operating expenses. You just showed up with the keys and, uh. I think you'd get 35% of the fish, and an average fish at that time was like eight bucks a pound and 200, 250 pound fish. I mean, you could easily make 500 bucks a fish. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, it's great. Again, 19 year old snot nosed kid flying around trying to build time. I mean, it was was great. So I did that every summer. I'd come home from college. All my buddies would, you know, stay at UC Santa Barbara and and have a good time, and I'd be the the nerd coming home to go, you know, fly airplanes. That's where you went to college? Yeah, UC Santa Barbara, um, great time. Uh, but yeah, yeah came, how can you not? 
I think it's illegal. How could you graduate? That's that's the hard thing. That's a that's good those, question. How is there such a high graduation rate? Uh, a lot of cheating, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Something. Not not from me. Not from me. So I, totally I hear. Understand. I totally understand. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was it was a great time. So yeah, built all my flight time that way, and then just coincidentally, I mean, it, as you know, aviation's a combination of luck, who you know, being at the right place at the right time. Without when question. Yeah. when the co-pilot calls in sick on a citation and says, "Hey, flight instructor, can you come with me?" I mean, yep. that's. That's aviation, especially the time when we were coming up through the. It was because there was there was so much competition. Too. Now, if you just have a pulse, yeah, you get, well, we're going to get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good topic. Uh, for and today. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, <laughs> but um, so yeah. So, anyways, uh, uh, where was I? So yeah, so I built all my flight time that way, and was really fortunate. Just again, back to that luck thing, that my roommate in college uh, was family friends. Grew up with this family up in Northern California that had a. I guess you call it an ad hoc kind of freight company. They would do, uh, you know, when the when the car companies would run out of car seats, they would hire a company like this to go fly down to Mexico, literally at the factory, and pick up a hundred car seats just to yeah. keep the production line from shutting right. down. So, right. I mean, they would literally spend thirty, forty thousand dollars for us to go pick up a hundred car seats just until the truck sure. showed up carrying, yeah. you know, thousands and thousands of car seats. So. Uh, they they operated um, Metroliner threes, the old San Antonio sewer pipe, and then uh, a bunch of oh, Lear thirty fives. Uh, so so got on there. I think I you know I had built the Metro or the Lear, the Lear. Okay, thank Wonderful. God. Wonderful. I mean, that's why you're alive. No autopilot. Metro three <laughs> flying around the middle of the night. I mean, yeah, you, in the weather. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Well, it's yeah. kind of it's similar to your uh, your your background coming up with the you know the commuters. It's yeah, just, it's terrible. It, no, no autopilot dash eight. No. Just just all you do is spend your time looking for thunderstorms so you can purposely fly through them and trying to not die. Yeah. What's your goal today? Exactly. Not die and not go missed because it was point zero seven cents a mile, my friend. <laughs> and you don't get paid for going missed. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so did that. That was um, right out of college, basically. I had built probably, I think at the time maybe eighteen hundred hours. Uh, okay. I had you know so. Enough time. I mean, again, it's all relative as, as time goes on. That's yeah. either a ton of time or that's, you know, well, you a, got lucky. A, ATP at that point. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what most people care about. Yeah. So um, so got on there in the right seat of the Learjet, 1500 bucks a month. What a great airplane, though. Oh, Holy shit. Oh, it was we great. We both got to fly those Lear 20 series. That, <laughs> Smile or fear. Those are the only two options. It you're scared you, to death or you're laughing your ass off. It made you a good pilot, though. Yeah. I mean, it, it uh, you couldn't be... You couldn't be a crappy pilot and fly. No, fly just eat your lunch. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, That's is a that? fact. natural selection, or you know, yep. survival of the fittest. That's all it was. <laughs> um, so yeah, so flying that, and that was your typical. You know, I was a uh, grew up in Carlsbad, Southern California. You know, grew up around the ocean doing right. that. To here's your first aviation job. Go move to El Paso. We're going to pay you 1500 bucks a month. And, uh, you know, but that's the time you're going to do it though, too, because El El Paso now for either one of us is totally unacceptable. No offense to the people there in El Paso, but it's just not something I would do right now. But back, back then, of course, easy. I wouldn't even think about it. Yeah. And and I had, I had buddies that, um, you know, chose to, to not take those kind of opportunities and they stuck around Southern California and, we all ended up at the same spot. I'd right. like to think, hopefully, I kind of got a, maybe a couple year jump on. W- on those. Were you thinking major airlines at that point? Because that was, all, I mean, my my goal since day one was to fly that seven twenty seven. When I got off that thing, I'm like, that's all I want to do. But at that time, were you thinking that? Yeah, it's it's a good question. You know, obviously, I had the the background from my dad being a PSA golden era of you know the stories that I heard from him. Right. You know, how could you not want to yeah. be an airline pilot? Yeah. I mean, that that's just. That's as good as it gets. Yeah, exactly. I was uh, trying to figure out, too, that's how we ended up at US Air, obviously. Duh. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, they, I agree. They, they took a, a great thing and made it into a not-so-great thing. Yeah. So it's a good thing I'm not trying to get higher with American now. So <laughs> yeah. Bur- we can, I can tell you that story later. <laughs> yeah. That's about when they called me back, too, and I looked at it, and I watched the US Air guys go slotting all in above me, and oh, I went, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. No, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Really? So, yeah, that's so how I, we're going to play this? <laughs> yeah, so I had I had that on, you know, on one side of, of that's kind of my – that's an airline pilot, and of course, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. So it was an obvious goal. It wasn't necessarily that that's exactly what you were striving at, but it was like, obviously, at some point, I may make a run at that. Is that kind I think of more so? Of an- and, and again, I, I grew up with um, uh, my dad was 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 a great pilot. Um, he, but he was also the king of working the system. And I think anybody that knew him, yes, you know, I, I, uh, one of the best aviators I've ever flown with. Well, the guy was that. just absolute natural skill. It was he was to the point. I use that um, I, I use that uh, Caddyshack. 
you remember like I was I think it was like the third movie where he's like it's just the ball and he's in his room and he's yeah. playing in his room and he's just hitting stuff off the ball because the golf was boring to him. Yeah, that's the status of your dad. Yeah, it was just it was so he wasn't even paying attention anymore. Yeah, he could just get from point A to point B just naturally. Well, that's nice to hear. I, yeah. I appreciate it. It was that. really cool. <laughs> yeah. So if I, I got. <laughs> but probably, we're all hustlers, Casey. You know that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, maybe I got ten percent of that skill and ability uh, from him, but. Uh, no, I, I mean, it's funny you say, I remember, so doing my instrument rating and that's Tabria, not to jump back, but, you know, obviously tandem seating, I'm in the mm-hmm. front, of course, he's in the back and he wasn't, uh, he, he had a little bit of, a uh, little bit of a rust, not, not rust. What's the word? It wasn't, it wasn't, uh, wasn't polished. It, it didn't always have the best way to deliver sure. something. Yeah. So well, this, it's also your dad too, which is hard enough. Exactly. Yeah. So, so and, and you know, you're doing your instrument rating, which arguably is what's going to keep you alive or kill you uh-huh. in your aviation career moving forward. The skills you're building yep. with your instrument rating. So we were doing a hold or something and I turned the wrong way. It was a teardrop or a parallel, this and that. And I remember <laughs> he beat the shit out of me from the back seat. It was just punching and slapping and you're dead. This you're you're going to die. This you is know. for your own benefit, son. At the time, I think, I mean, I think I was literally, I was 21 years old, yeah. uh, arguably a grown man, right. just bawling oh, in the course. front seat. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. And never turned the wrong direction again. Uh, I bet, uh, yeah. And it was mission accomplished. I, yeah, that's funny. I tell the same story about going through engineer training. Is that uh, I had a warrant officer hit me, hit me. I was <laughs> yeah. like, I've never been, you know, never physically has this ever occurred within a training environment before. I never made that mistake again. Yeah, perfect. And, and that would never happen today. And uh, you know, in in the kumbaya world no, we live in. No, it's gotten a little sketchy out there. It's gotten a little sketchy. Yeah. So anyway, so back to um, yeah. So I, mean, I think it, it maybe I didn't know at the time, but yeah, I think it, seeing seeing the career and the life that he had and the quality of life he had, how could you not want to aspire to yeah, that? Because that, that meant, was absolutely the golden era of the airlines as well. Yeah. I mean, the reserve system was. I don't remember the details, but it's basically they would call you. And you'd say no, and it wasn't until they made it through the whole list, if you were the number one senior guy, that they would then get back to you, which would never happen. I mean, he went years of flying. I I think his record was one year he flew 50 hours, Uh, you know, working the reserve system. So And and still get paid guarantee. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and you're sitting on the beach and, you know, scuba diving (laughs) every day. So um, obviously that's not reality, but that was the reality that I, you know, kind of had in my mind. So. And, and he did a good job of, I mean, I remember, you know, back to that statute of limitations, hopefully it's expired, but I mean, he once or twice snuck me on the jump seat, and this is obviously well before right. 9-11, this is the early 80s. Well, you still get away with that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. San Francisco to San Diego, never forget, oh, on the, awesome. uh, I think it was the Bach 146. Nice. In the jump that's seat. That's a four-engine little guy, oh, little yeah. guppy-looking thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they say it has uh, has one APU and then four APUs hanging on the wing. Brilliant. Like, that's about it. Brilliant. I think that's like the only airplane they can get approved going to Aspen, though, right? Yeah. And that in the 7.5, I think. Yeah, I feel like, who was it? Uh, Air, Air Wisconsin. Air Willie. Up until recently, yeah. I feel like, was running those Operating things. out of Denver, I think. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I remember, you know, before the passengers got on, before the flight attendants were on, he put me in the cockpit, basically shut the door and said, don't say a word. (laughs) And it was, I mean, at that point, it was just in awe watching that all go down as a a young kid. That's really cool. And that that stuff never goes away. They'll keep that forever. Yeah. I think the chief pilot actually found out and called him in the office. You know, someone someone ratted him uh, out on it. But Look, if you haven't had to dance in front of the chief pilot, you're probably not pushing the envelope. I don't think you're a pilot. Yeah. (laughs) What what do they call it? The the long table carpet dance. You know, if you haven't done it yet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, from from there, um, got got really fortunate. Was in the right seat of the Learjet. It it wasn't the uh, it wasn't a job you'd want to stick around long term, but it was a great to you know build time. Just hammer and, through time. Yep. Yeah, that, that was the goal. So from there, went to a um, a charter company up in Van Nuys. Straight to, to, to go nameless, but there's, go but na- there's only one that's been there forty years. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll name them because I had I had I have nothing but respect for them. Clay Lace Aviation, great company. Come on, I don't you know. Oh, there's all kinds of drama associated with it, but anybody that can be in the aviation business in that side of it, which is what you're doing too, yeah. which is just grinding and grind for forty some odd plus years at this point, is what that company's been around. Yeah. Hats off to that. Yeah. Period. No, nothing but respect. And again, nothing to do with his uh, background or anything else. That's. All I can comment on is my time there. And he made you, what, a 21-year-old Learjet captain? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> is that how, what it was? Uh, what were you, 23? I think it was 23. Okay. 23. Whatever, yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> Slack, Whatever, dude. Slacker. Um, but no, I mean, like I said, again, everything I've learned in aviation, I learned from that job. Oh, uh, yeah. Great chief pilot, great chain department, and it was I, it was the best thing. I mean, again, whatever you have to say about, about him as a person – he was taking young aviators, putting them into positions where they could flourish and build time and grow 
I mean, you can't you right. can't deny that. And, it, and I would agree that 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 level of training is different than say a guy getting 350 hours in an F-16 going to the airlines. Of course, I mean, I all I hire is military guys. You know, some civilian, but mostly military guys because you just it's a known entity. You know what you're going to get. Yeah. But on the corporate side, giving a 23 year old a Learjet and tell him to go from here to Teterboro by himself with no information whatsoever, no reports from dispatch, nothing is a learning experience that you just can't get in any other aspect of aviation, which is it's all you. You do everything. No you know, you're loading the bags to, you know, discerning the weather, weight and balance, making sure you got catering on board. I mean, all those things that that is just there's no other learning experience like that. So I think and you and I both come from that environment, yeah. which is that corporate I, I'm I'm glad I have it. You yeah, know, I would have loved to have done flown military. I mean, there's no question about it. I'd love to do that, but yeah, I don't think you're. I don't think we're good. We're not good looking enough to, no. to, to come up with that fighter pilot uh, <laughs> side of it. I w- I took the test. I went and took the test, and thankfully and they, I had they a recruiter. Said you were too ugly. They no, said sorry. They, they I don't think he had a chance to get to that point. <laughs> but he he basically looked at it and he said, "Look, kid," and I thankfully I had a recruiter that wasn't a complete jackass. He goes, "Look, kid, here's the deal." You're going to be a cook, man. Maybe. <laughs> you're dumb. You're really stupid. I'm like, thank you, sir. He's like, you're not going to be a pilot, man. I'm just going to tell you that right now. I'm like, well, I want to be a pilot. He goes, then go civilian. I can't help you. Sir, so I, I, my only life sh- could I, change. I only shook your hand. How, how can you get all yeah. that from that? <laughs> I only said my name is Noel. Yeah, but you're drooling on my <laughs> table, man. Come on. Close your mouth. Breathe through your nose, for God's sakes. Won't kill you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny because it's true. Yes, it is indeed. indeed. Um, so you left the corporate, and then you decided to uh, to make the leap to the to the major airlines. Yeah, yeah. So 2006. So I, I had again had a very fortunate career of uh, right seat of the Learjets, left seat of the Learjets, left seat of the Gulfstreams, right. the good old G2s, G3s. I mean, <sighs> burning some gas. Those in the Lear 20 series, you know, yeah. to be able to say that. Same with the 727. You know, Just kind an of abundance the, of power. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, old school airplanes, engineer type thing. How could you, you know, I'm bummed there ain't going to be any more engineers anymore. Yeah, yeah. And, and ain't is a word. I, it's accepted. Okay, very good. Uh, no, I think, yeah, guys, guys like you and I that came up, you know, being able to to have that engineer rating on our license. I mean, it's cool. It's something yeah. that 20 years from now, it's going to be like the, you know, guys that were flying the original Connie's kind of thing. And, you yeah. know, the junior guys flying with the guy that started off in right. a Connie. It's I think cool. you were the original one that made that joke, too, that as an engineer, your opinion does not matter. No. It does not matter. No. It, no. it it really doesn't, no. and uh, it's amazing. I would find myself talking to myself a lot. Yeah, <laughs> they're not listening. It's great though when you, when you find a uh, a crew. I mean, you're not going to get along with every crew you fly no. with. I remember that engineer seat. It would go. It would articulate in so many different directions. And you guys that you don't really want to talk to, they'd be talking around. about something. Click 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 as you're moving to the back of the cockpit, <laughs> yeah. and I'm, you've got your Sudoku back there, and exactly. you might as well be in your own little world. I got so. I got to slide back and check essential. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So yeah. So made made the jump and, to and that was a conscious decision, or was it just kind of for for me? It was just like, well, I guess I lost my job, and so the, the airplane went away, and I'm like, well, I guess I, this is the time I'm going to make a leap for the airlines. I guess I better do it. Yeah. No. Or did you make a conscious decision to do it? No, it was definitely premeditated. I and mean, I was um, at Clay Lacey again. We had the the opportunity to fly a ton, and I think the, the most I ever did was was not block, but flight hours over a thousand hours, a couple years of just. <laughs> given up all my days off. I mean, I knew the goal was I want to get yeah. to a thousand PIC. I want to build the time oh, so man, then I can do I can do the next yeah. step. So yeah, no, it, it was definitely very very premeditated. Right. Um, and, and again, it, the best time in your life to do it. You don't have a family. You're just ready to rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just it was pounce out through that time. Early twenties. Uh, you know, and, and again, it's not like we're the, the trips weren't. You know, you're you're going to Bakersfield and back. It was you're going to Paris for ten days and you're sitting there with nothing oh, to do. I mean, it was. Man. Again, at the time when you're in it. Do you miss it, that at all? Oh, of course. Okay. Every day. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but do you miss it or do you miss the idea of it? That's the question. I mean, That's what I had trouble with when I, for the recall. You know, at, yeah. I, I was I was thinking to myself, God, I really miss stuff. But then I started thinking there's a lot of stuff I don't miss. You, you don't think about the going through security at four in the morning. You yeah. only think about the best things of you know from that, yeah. uh, in your case, obviously. So, um, yeah, it uh, – it was it was a premeditated decision, and it was. Did you go to apply to everybody, and then a couple called you back, or uh, did you have somebody specifically in mind? I, I did. I had um, uh, my cousin was a was a Southwest captain mm-hmm. uh, at the time. There, there weren't you know it was this was 06. There weren't a lot of the Americans, the Deltas. They, they weren't hiring. I mean, right. it just it just it, wasn't it was the shut cards. down. Hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so ended up making that uh, making that jump, and it was. To go from 28 days a month, thousand plus hours a year to to an quote unquote airline schedule, I didn't know what to do with myself. Right. I, I was staring well, at the wall. Plus, the pay doesn't suck. No, yeah. no. Um, so, I, but I had a hard time with it. Uh, you know, again, at the time, I was I was single. I didn't have a family, and I went from from just this goal of fly, fly, fly to 
you've you've reached it, you've reached your goal, but now what? And yeah. I kind of just had that, you know, yearning I for something else. I did exactly the same thing. I, the way I equated it was I said, you know, there was always this light at the end of the tunnel. I was always going for it. I was always pushing for it. And when I got down there, it was a 40-watt bulb. I went, what the f- <laughs> Now this what? is what I was working the last twenty years <laughs> yeah. for. Oh no, exactly. So I got. I think I got disillusioned pretty quickly. Yeah. But it's, so you you felt the same way. You got boredom sets in, and now you know what am I going to do on the side? Yeah, exactly. And I you know I kind of always had an entrepreneurial spirit and wanted to do something else and been you know whether you're you're buying bulk candy when you're six years old and selling it individually at school. Sure. I, mean, I kind of always had yeah. that. You know, there, there's more to this. Let's let's there's do an entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I again. Back to the aviation, right place, right time. Yep. A little bit of skill and ability, a little bit of luck, and that and that's it. So, a uh, friend of a friend um, had a Cessna 210 that he was flying around. Um, wealthy individual, mm-hmm. you know. I don't, there's not a better way to, nope. to say it. Uh, super nice guy though, and had a 210. Went out and bought a brand new CJ1 Plus. And this was 06, right when the airplane kind of first came out. Uh, that iteration of the airplane, and kind of wrote the check for it. Went and got the type rating. Now what? Yeah. I, I don't really know what to do. Yeah. I don't know what, what do I, you know, wh- where do I go from here? Right. So through a friend of a friend, got put in touch with him um, and started flying with him. And kind of a mentor type environment? Mentor pilot. Okay. Exactly that. Perfect. Yeah, he, he yeah. was type rated. He was in the left seat. I was there just to, A, keep him from killing himself. Yeah. Um, not that he needed any help. One of the one of the better pilots I've ever flown Yeah, but the with. ones the ones that make the decision to take those mentor pilots are usually the ones that stick around and survive because they know. It's cheap insurance. Heck I mean, yeah. you see it all the time yeah. with, with Loft and what you guys do. So yeah. uh, started flying with him, loved it. And a couple months into it, I realized that no one's really, quote, unquote, managing the airplane, which at that time I thought was – update the databases and, uh, you know, <laughs> check the tires. And, There's a little more to it than yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, I, you know, I, I approached him and said, look, you know, I, I, I love flying with you. The airplane's right here based in Carlsbad, my home, you know, my home airport. Uh, what do you think about me managing it for mm-hmm. you? No right. idea. Again, no idea what that meant. It just sounded cool, and yeah. I've heard other people use it before. I said exactly the same thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can do it. Yeah, a ton yeah. of experience. It's no big deal at all. Um, <laughs> and, and it was trial by fire and got yeah. in there and, and started figuring out, you know, what all goes into – managing an airplane, which, as you know, you can make it as much as you want or as you can make it as little as you want, and and there's everything in between. But what you guys do, too, at Latitude 33, which I think is magnificent, and and this is not for anything on the podcast. This is just straight shooting. There's not anybody that asks me about a management-type environment that I don't bring up your guy's name. And the reason I do it is because there, there is so many facets to management that isn't a guy sitting in a room updating JEPs back in the day, you know, but yeah. it, it is, there is savings of fuel, savings of maintenance, savings of insurance, that, that collective, that group, that Costco buying power that exists within the management community. There's not many companies that can do that. And your company does. I mean, it, it is able to bring in all of those aspects and discount rates and then have that ability to staff it. Because I'm sure with the management, at, at one point, you couldn't ride in the right seat with this guy. So now what do you do? Part of that process then is bringing in somebody that yeah. you trust, that you vet. They said, this is my guy. He's going to be just as good as me, and I'll keep you out of trouble. I mean, correct me if I miss something there, but that's that's what I feel like is the most valuable to the clients that we get in here that have just bought an airplane, want to get typed, and they're like, well, I guess I can manage this thing. Oh, boy, you better think twice about that Yeah, because there's a lot of aspects to it. Yeah, no, obviously, thank you for all those words. I mean, I, I think in the in the beginning stages, we got, uh, not to get ahead of myself, but we once we had the charter certificate, that made pitching a client a lot easier because right. it was either someone wanted revenue or they didn't, and it's very easy to say, look, this is what we can do with your airplane when you're not using it. You're not going to make money. And, but strictly talking, too, on this, because I think a lot of – folks don't even understand this is that there's a huge tax savings in putting an aircraft on a 135 certificate, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right now there, there's different ways to, to, I don't want to say skirt the tax, but sales tax is the big one. I mean, there's a couple different ways to get out of, at least in California, paying sales tax. Which is a big number. A huge number. <laughs> more, more than we'll make in a lifetime <laughs> exactly. in the tax alone. Um, yeah. Especially on a three plus. Yeah. Yeah. But, but one of those is, you know, is using charter to get out of that sales tax. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different ways, but I think, um, you you know, at the time, you you don't really you don't know what all goes into to managing the airplane. It was trial by fire. It was figuring it out. In in the beginning, when we didn't have the 135, it was trying to sit across from some of these guys that, that you're mentioning and right. and tell them, this is why you need me. This is why you need our help. And 
You, and it's you're hard. just selling the collective as opposed to the, the – the, I mean, the 135, was the savings alone or was just the fact that they could actually make revenue on their downtime? It was, yeah, the ability to generate revenue. So Brilliant. we can do all these great things managing your airplane, but by the way, we can also chart it out when you're not using it, and this is what the revenue is going to look like. Right. But, but, yeah, in the beginning stages, so company started in 06. Uh, we got the 135 certificate, I think, in 2012, I believe it was. So there was a pretty good chunk of, of life there right. that we were just a, a Part 91 management company. And it was many, many a pitch meeting sitting across from a guy, and he goes, why do I need you? I, I, I update my databases. I do all these things. I don't need you. And for, for many people, maybe they don't. You know, Maybe maybe they're lucky, and they never well, they have don't get a, the collective idea. That, some people just don't get the Costco buying ideology. Yeah, and it's I don't want to call it an insurance program because it's not, but it's uh, we have many clients that over the life, of, if it's just a 91, you know, strictly no charter management client, we might not do a lot of things on those accounts. But those are the same ones that blow a number two engine bearing, the engine fails, and now we're dealing with insurance companies, Williams, in the right. case of a CJ, what do I do? And so I feel Coordinating like- Coordinating all those things as well. We're, we're there when, when we need them or right. when they need us. And, and hopefully they don't ever need us and we just do our collective savings and all the things you mentioned. But it's those big catastrophic events. It's uh, you know a, a tug runs into your airplane- now what? How do I fight with you know the FBO or whatever else? So there's as I get older, man, being able to pick up one phone number and call that one phone number to get everything done—that is the most attractive thing in the world. Yeah, no question about it. Yeah, nobody needs an Amex Black. You just don't. They are cool. You don't need one. <laughs> They're metal though. No, but you could, there's just one number on the back. <laughs> you just call the number and they take care of everything. You get tickets to places you can't get tickets to. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, it's um, it's been great. You know, uh, we so we started with. Uh, with one that one CJ one plus um, 2011 came around I got to the point where I think I had uh, nine or ten airplanes under management and it was just too much I mean it was yep. this started off kind of a, a side hobby a, a side hustle as the kids call it um, you're either going to mention your partner or I am which one's going to happen he wouldn't come going. today he it, wouldn't come he, he don't think he likes you you know what and I it don't really blame is. him you know I just I got I got this odor it's like a strange odor well, it's, it's, it's the whole good-looking thing. Is that what it is? He said he only talks to people good-looking enough to be a fighter pilot. Yes. So. Well, that, I don't blame him. Yeah. Because short's a 10. There's no question about it. And I'm a guy, and I'm hetero, and he's a 10. And, and you're a 3. So You, <laughs> you know. know what? A strong 3, Mr. Miller. What strong you lack three. in looks, you make up in effort. Excellent. In, in, in alcohol. I make up in alcohol. One of the two. Very good. Um, so, yeah. So, so 2011, 2012 rolled around. Had you know nine or 10 airplanes under management. And you're it was, buried. You're buried. It was, at the, it was sink or swim. It was either. I'm going to, you know, pull this way back. I'm going to just keep my core clients right. and that's it. Which is a good decision. Yeah. Totally acceptable. Or, hey, got something going here. Let's make a run at it. But I need help. I'm, I'm always, I've always been the, I would much rather have, uh, and I'll probably butcher it, but, you know, 100% or 50% of a watermelon as opposed to 100% of a grape. Like, Beautiful. I, I'm okay with that. Great way you know? of saying it. So. Yep. So, so met uh, met my, my great partner Solomon Short. Uh, he was flying a CJ three here at Palomar, and kind of we had run in the same circles. Um, he'd helped out a couple times as a contractor, flying with with some of my clients. And uh, entrepreneurial spirit as well. Very, very, yeah. very much so. Uh, started a one thirty. He started a one thirty five company in his early twenties in. I believe it was Louisiana. I've, I've heard these. We both heard our stories right, so many right. times. We kind of we swap sometimes. <laughs> That's in meetings. okay. That's all right. Um, you become one invid, in, individual. Yeah, exactly. So, so he had that background. Um, it was a it was a uh, just a no brainer. And I think so many people have horrible luck with partners. And I I won the lottery on this one. I mean, it's, it's been an absolute um, partners absolute can be dream. rough. Partners can be rough. It's it's all about the yin and the yang. I mean, he's good at things that I'm not, and I'm good at things that, that he's not, um, and it, is, it works. Are there certain things that both of you specialize in within the company, or is it kind yeah. of just a free? You guys kind of do everything together. Uh, no, I think there's there's overlap. There's definitely a um, you know overlap on certain areas. I, I think I he he's more the the technical guy. He, he's our director of operations, so okay. he's the FAA liaison. He's working with all that. Yeah, that's a tough one. Which I, I, mean, I couldn't do, even if I it's wanted tough. to, I couldn't do it. It's so um, he does a great job at that. He's kind of more the you know behind the scenes number guy. I guess if if you had to put labels on things, I'd be more the client-facing producer-type role, right. you know, interacting What you with, originally started with. Which, yeah, yeah, and a lot of, I mean, I think we've only really lost one or two clients, and that was either they sold the airplane or they moved away from the area when we weren't yet at the point where we were kind of in other areas other than just Southern California. Right. Um, but otherwise, a lot of our clients are still the same original, you know, 10 that I had. So, 
yeah, so that was 2012-ish, came on. We started the 135 at that point. It was basically out of a what um, we kept seeing in those meetings, these clients wanted a 135 option. We didn't. We weren't happy with any of the other options that we could recommend them to. Right. So we said, why not do it ourselves? Well, because I think at that time, too, correct me again, correct me if I'm wrong, we were really experiencing a huge explosion of the brokerage side. You know, a guy yeah. sitting in a room with a telephone just in his running. underwear. Yeah. And <laughs> his bunny slippers. Maybe, maybe that was just my mental yeah, picture. That's okay. That's fine. That's fine. That's good. Um, just running charters, you know, running guys. Yeah. And then I think we had such a, a flux of that that I think even recently they've clamped down on that, right? They've changed some of the rules and regulations on how that works, just control authority and, and the yeah. like. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it's the, the, um, the transparency and, you know, I think before it was kind of more the wild west where a broker could make it uh, seem like, he had 30 airplanes. That was their that was All his right. fleet. And, and again, that's you know, there there's good apples and there's bad apples and everything, whether it's on the operator side or the broker side. But did that I guess what I was asking was is did that affect then your owners and getting kind of a little lost in the mix depending on who they were, what certificate, you know, if it was if it was Clay Lacey's certificate, but then they got a little delish, uh, dis- disillusioned with the clientele that were coming through. I mean, did that have any effect or help to what you guys were trying to start? No, cuz you guys are seamless, right? I mean, from start to finish, it's latitude 33 all the way through. And and we we try to be as transparent as possible. I think that's a lot of these operators uh, again, not not casting stones by all, but uh, by any means. But it's how can we make money, and and how can we not be fully transparent with the client? How can we mark things up and do all right. that? And that's just not the way we operate. We well, any any company that uh, under promises and over delivers is going to have a, a, a bit of success. That's, that's just a period. That's the goal. Know? Yeah, and it's funny enough. It's easy enough to do if you just don't promise the world and then give them half of that. It's it's not rocket science what we do. No. Either, either one of us, and we we, <laughs> we both be doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Back, yeah, back to that, trying to, yeah. trying to keep your tongue in your mouth from drooling. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. it's hard enough just to do that. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't pass the test, Casey. Couldn't pass it. I think I got my name on that thing. I'm pretty sure. First and last? Yeah, I got who knows. Wow. Who knows? Uh, you're a scholar. <laughs> I know. Um, so, yeah, I think, no, to answer your question, it wasn't so much. Uh, a lot of the clients we were dealing with, this was their first time buying an airplane. So it was, hey, I want to buy an airplane. We would show them this is what your budget looks like, and they would go, holy crap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so not having As opposed that. to jumping into that and then having the airplane already and then something handing, handing them a maintenance bill that's just off the chart. Yeah, I think that's uh, – we've definitely lost more clients than we've gained by being honest and transparent and showing the worst numbers. I mean, this this is going to be a worst case. So they're sure they can go do better. Yeah. Because yeah. the last thing I want is – you know, You'd sure love to talk to them two years later, wouldn't you? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> so how'd that go for you? Yeah. A lot of times we get the phone call back and we get a second crack nice. at it and it works out then. But, no, I think, um, again, uh, you know, you've got good apples and bad apples in every industry. It doesn't matter. But I think we've been successful in being honest, providing a worst case scenario a lot of times, uh, losing a lot of clients because of that. But three months into it, we don't get the angry phone calls going, right. you promised me worst. X and, yeah. you, and you're giving me Y. Because you'll never make that up. No. That never comes no. back. No. And it's, maybe, maybe you'll make a little extra money on, on that in the short term, but long-term relationship, I mean, you're, you're right. losing out. So so you started mainly then two under 135 domestic, um, I assume maybe some Canada, Mexico stuff. And then it looks from what I can see, you guys are actually starting to branch out into the heavier metal now as well, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So we started with single pilot, single airplane, and that was it, and and grew it. We didn't buy a certificate. We did it all organically. Back to my partner, Solomon. Yeah, uh, he's a master. Visibility. I mean, yeah. yeah he, he's got a reputation out of the FAA. They call him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've got two FA guys on record saying, just call Solomon. He knows. <laughs> oh, sweet. Just, just take his manual. Yeah. You can use that one. It's fine. No, he just knows the answer, yeah. which yeah. all of us can't. I mean, 8,900, forget about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you said it, not me. Um, uh, but no, so so we started from, from you know, organic growth. Everything's been organic with the company. We were not the kind of company that, uh, you know, got all the shiny offices and hired a bunch of people and sat around staring at the phone. It's been all... You know, again, we, we probably could have captured a lot more business if we were more aggressive on that. But right. everybody sleeps better at night, just you know, staying the course, being organic, and, and being slow and steady. Yeah. So, so yeah, built it up from single pilot, single airplane to uh, multi pilot, multi airplane, um, and yeah, we've we've got now we're at the point where we're working on um, Atlantic and Pacific approvals, okay. and also the ten or more uh, right. is what we're going Which towards. Which is a serious a bit of work, serious yeah. bit of work. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but no, yeah, we've we've grown from from one CJ1 plus to I think we're 30, 
30-something airplanes, 33, 34 airplanes. Right. About 20 of those are on certificate. Everything from a M2 on the small end up to a CJ3, Phenom 300, Sovereigns, uh, Challenger 300s, 350s, and we're just bringing on a Challenger 605 right now. That's so fantastic. That's fantastic. It's a good time to be in the business. Yeah, no that's question for sure. about it. Again, we're, we're not that talented. It's just the uh, right place at the right time. <laughs> I'll and, take it, Casey. Uh, you make I'll some good decisions. It, I'd so. rather be lucky and good any day of the week, my friend. <laughs> exactly. Any day of the week. So, you know, when that, and I hate, I would hate to be put on the spot. Um, and so I don't want to do that to you. And I don't even know that I would have an answer to this question. But, but I will. What's, but I'm going to give it a shot. Because you might have a good answer for this. It'll blow me out of the water. Let me see how or you'll have to. Make the, something up. But then what I'm saying is flip it around on me. Watch how I just struggle and, and stammer. And now I'm going to get into the ums. You just start counting right there. No, where do babies come from? You see, this is going to be good because I have some ideas on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, it is my worst nightmare to, to receive a. a birds and bees talk from you that would be it would be trouble if i was your child it would be trouble i don't even know well, where, where would that go that's him <laughs> how, how did that's, it go that's 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 why he doesn't know how to fly yet because he refuses yeah, to learn experience. how to fly <laughs> it was a terrible experience what, what I, I, I threw you a book and then closed the door and ran out of there <laughs> yeah it sounds about right and said when you're done reading it let me know how it goes how does this work again yeah, exactly give me some tips <laughs> oh the poor kid what, what's the future what do you think uh, of aviation or no, or birds just latitude thirty three, latitude thirty three, oh. and but we'll get back to the birds. Okay, good. Yeah, I, I, I thought that's why we came. Here. Yeah, no, that's 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 for the last part of this discussion. I didn't know this was an aviation podcast. Because then we just fade out. We just fade out after that. Just just an abrupt stop. Yeah, that's we it. just stop talking. We just we literally run out of things to to say. Uh, that's and you don't mean you may not have an answer to that question. I've never heard of you running out of anything to say. That's a good point. That's, that's, a, that's a good that's point. A when, when the people around here, this company, they went, you know what Noel should do as a podcast? Everyone went, oh, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> he doesn't even need a guest. You just put yeah. him in a padded room and he'll no, just talk to yeah. himself. Well, I, I actually sleep in here occasionally. <laughs> it's really quiet. It, it is. Like, it's comfy. Yeah. Well, no, we have the, actually we have the FAA uh, in, in, in-house all this week. They're here all the time. Really? But they're in-house this week doing audits and such, and so I just hide in this room. Yeah. <laughs> they'll page me if they need me. If, if you can't beat them or can't give them the right answer, just hide from them. No, I, I, that is the, that, with the FAA, I give them absolutely. Absolutely everything that they want, yeah. start to finish. I never question them. I've seen operators. It's funny enough. I've seen operators not throwing stones, but I've seen operators get into a contentious relationship with the FAA, and I have one question: Why would you do that? You're never going to win. What? Why? What? What? what even, possible even if you're game? right, there's there's no win. And you're so. and you're pretty rarely right. It's just <laughs> most of the time you're not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just just do what they say to do because yeah. it's their job to tell you what to do. It's not rocket science. Yeah, I don't yeah. get it, but. What do, you, what do you see? Latitude 33. Where, I mean, when are you guys going to be just like, all right, that's enough. We got it. Because uh, I think you're there now. Yeah, you know, um, that, that's that's been the hardest thing. I think it's, it's you, know, you probably see it in your business as well. It's But I don't know either. I don't really answer that question. I'm going to ask you. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you first, and I guess you can tell me okay. if, <laughs> if it sounds right. And then we can, we can figure that out. All right. Um, no, I think it's, you know, I don't know. The hardest thing I've learned in aviation, I'm I, you know, some of this, I don't want to make it sound worse than it is, but you, you make it up as you go along. Oh, that's a fact. I mean, I don't think anybody listening disagrees with it. Anybody yeah. that's in aviation has done exactly the same thing. You, you it's have, not a fake it till you make it type of thing, but it's damn close. It's, I mean, it's, yeah, you can have a business plan and you can, you know, put everything on paper, but but you're going to go off on a tangent day yeah. two. I Without mean, you, you have to be able to adapt. You have to be able to pivot. Um, it's curveball after curveball after exactly. curveball. Yeah. And, and that's what hopefully is, you know, somewhat of a barrier to entry in, in what both of what yes. we do. Yes. Uh, so it hurts you and it helps you. But um, no, I, I think uh, I think and, the hardest. Because you guys are both enjoying what you do and you want to con- continue to do this as long as possible, correct? I absolutely love what I do. Brilliant. No question. I wake up, uh, I mean, ask, ask my wife. I mean, I, I'm the, the phone is glued to my hands. She hates me for it, but I absolutely love what I do. And I, yeah. I, could, I wish I could unplug more. That's what I wish. Well, you've, you've got the, you know, you've got the ranch. You've got the, your... Uh, when I go to Montana, that phone goes in a drawer. I'm yeah. not interested. I'm not interested. It's funny you say that. I, I, for the first time in however many years the company spent, 12 years, I went with a, a buddy of mine, uh, sailed his boat from from here in Oceanside all the way down to Puerto Vallarta. Oh, nice. I met him in Cabo, and we did the last you know three or four days. And you're out in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. Phones don't work. Yeah. And that was the first time I've truly unplugged Nice. It's a, a good time. feeling, isn't it? Yeah, it's a great feeling. Yeah. But as soon as you see land coming up, your fingers start oh, itching absolutely. again. And what did I miss? It's What's going on? It's a disease. It's, a sick, it's yeah. absolutely a sickness. Um, but no, I think uh, I think learning to say when to say yes, when to say no right. with opportunities is always the hardest thing for any entrepreneur, whether you're doing aviation or, or whatever else. So it's Because you have the infrastructure right now to accept 
a, a lot more airplanes under management at 135, correct? We do, but the, the key has been accept the right airplane. Don't accept mm-hmm. the airplane just to put another another tally uh, you know, on the wall of another airplane under management. So it's almost an interview process, too, on both sides, right? It is, yeah. I mean, again, we're, we're grateful to have anybody sitting across the desk from us wanting us to help them by all means. Um, but in the day, you got to spend a lot of time with that person. If they don't like you or if, if there's just not a right. good personality fit, you know, why, why are we doing this? I think we're in the fortunate position to to be able to work with people that we want to work with, to be able to hire people that we want to hire and and go that way. So so learning when to say yes, when to say no, uh, I think otherwise it's, I don't know. You know, I, I think you have to be coming up on, on a slowing of the economy. I mean, you just, you just have to. It's yeah. been too crazy, at least especially in our business, for too long. There's so many people buying airplanes with these tax credits and incentives. Yeah. At some point, the music's got to slow down, maybe not stop. So I think most of it is positioning not when the sun's shining right now. Sure. Times are just great. prepare for that rainy day, yeah. which we all know is coming. And, and if you've been in aviation as long as we have, we've seen several of them. It's yeah. not just one, but several dips. You know, furloughs or just complete slowdowns. Airplanes completely stop trading hands and then fading back the other way where now they're starting to get sold and crews are hitting the streets. Yeah. But even that was the other thing I wanted to talk to you guys about, too. Um, even recently, just from a business standpoint, was just pilots. You know, I don't – they've been talking about a pilot shortage for 40 years, and I've never seen it. I've seen it now. What's a pilot? Yeah. We just have two monkeys. Uh, <laughs> yeah. that, liter- well, literally. Actually, that was probably, the joke. Literally monkeys. Not prob- the... Literally, probably just as we start to figure that out, then they'll just be all automated anyways. We oh, don't yeah. need pilots anymore. Yeah. And, and obviously, we can both say that as professional pilots. Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're just monkeys up there yeah. pushing buttons. That's a fact. Um, no, yeah. The, the pilot situation, anybody that says it's it's not uh, affecting their business is is uh, either in denial or, or just lying to you. I mean, yeah. It, it's... It's, we, we're it's, already seeing it. Yeah. It's just it's unbelievable, and and it's it's almost sad where we were kind of started off the the discussion, talking about our younger days where you know flight schools were full, lots of people wanting to you know the airlines were a, were a flow through. You've got a you know a commercial path either through the military or through just civilian flying to get to what was an easy fifteen hundred hours off to the commuters, then off to the majors or staying in corporate, et cetera, et cetera. There was just a path line, and there is a huge black hole right in the center of that stuff right now. I mean, we've got word down to what one flight school at Palomar, one at one or two at Montgomery, which is the the airport south of here, and the pilot pool is just astonishingly small at this point. I don't know what we you know what I thought too is I said, you know what might be a good idea is you go to a company like Latitude 33 and you say, okay, here's the deal. You guys don't have to do anything. But we're gonna start an Abinutio program that pulls these kids out of Togos. Um, sandwich shop, in case you don't know what that is. I don't um, know either, either of those words. But Togo's, I do know Togo's. Do Great know sandwiches. Those. Delicious. <laughs> We're going to take a kid that's, that's making sandwiches at Togo's that has no future, doesn't know what he's going to do, disillusioned with making sandwiches, and tell you, hey, in 18 months, we're going to take you from zero to hero, all the way to your commercial pilot's license, and then Latitude 33 is going to offer you a right seat job flying a CJ. And he's going to pay X number of dollars, and they're going to at least give you an interview, at least talk to you. And to be able to reform that pathway yeah. you know, to, to somebody that's even locally here of folks that are at the colleges or whatever the case may be that don't know what to do and think that, that just the expense of that is something insurmountable. Well, now the banks, especially with the economy, is coming around and saying, hey, you know what? We'll loan money for this. You know, This is, this is schooling. This is yeah. you know, a blue-collar trade nonetheless. But it does have an aspect of being able to be fundable. And I think that that may be where the future lies for just being able to funnel guys into the corporate market because I think we're going to be in trouble on the corporate side much sooner than I think the airlines. We're there. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, there's no question. I think, you know, again, we're seeing the product. When you and I both came up, it was, I mean, again, my first job flying right seat of a Learjet, I was making $18,000 a year. Loving I mean, it. Loving it. Yeah. But, but how can how can you – how can someone that sees the, the the debt that they're going to come out with with all these you know the right. pilot ratings and everything else that that can't be the end all be all that you're going to now and and I think what we're seeing now again is is the product just lagging five ten years right. of things finally you know now they're catching up pays increasing and so um, are you that was going to be my next question too I mean from what we've seen here at, at Loft in order to attract and keep qualified instructors, we just have to pay more money, period. Yeah, probably 25% sometimes. Yeah, I mean, just have to do it. Even in the last, you know, 24 months, yeah. And, you know, it's not... Good for the industry. Not necessarily great for us as, as business owners, but from an industry standpoint, it's wonderful. And I love to see that. I'd much rather that be the case. I would too. I would I would much rather have it affect the company's bottom line, knowing that we're, you know, the, the rising tide lifts all ships kind of thing. Right. We, we needed that in this industry for so long. We were, we were so far... There was such a disparity between 
the the Delta captain making you know three fifty right. and the commuter pilot making eighteen thousand yeah. dollars. I mean, it just yeah. I joke. My second year at Mesa was seventy two hundred bucks. Yeah, that's that's unbelievable. It's 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 poverty. <laughs> I saved, I saved the, the stub. Yeah, <laughs> that's that that definitely defines poverty. I mean, it's less than minimum wage for crying out loud. Yeah, yeah. So I think that is saving it. But I think a lot of these uh, a lot of these colleges too are starting to understand that. You know, I know Delta was talking about opening up an Ab Initio school. American was. Um, I just think it's kind of out of sight of their purview, yeah. not necessarily something that they want to mess with. But I think there's a big gap right now for that, just that feeder, you know, having the the, the larger companies like yourself look down the pipeline and say, you know what, we're going to have to create our own pilots at this point because yeah. if we don't, we're going to be out. Yeah. And that's, you know, then we all screech to a halt. Yeah, so. yeah I think I think for us it's been, um, you know, maybe you need, a, a, maybe we need a CJ captain right now. And it's, but it's, it's, those pilots aren't readily available like no. they were before. So now yeah. it's trying to have uh, some some foresight, if you will, and find the the young co-pilot that is not a CJ captain now, but he can be brought up to speed in 12 months or 18 right. months. So it focus it, it forces you to focus on kind of telegraphing your business and where you know not what I need right now, but what am I going to need and what do I need to do to get to that point? I mean, otherwise you 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 just can't make up you know for a lot of the, the light jets you just can't make up pilots that. That uh, are raising their hand to go do that because right. the G four co pilots are hiring and all these different things. So it's um, you definitely have to get creative. You have to get creative with pay, with schedule, right. which you know those things. Quality of life. I you know when I look at these pilot blogs too, just kind of seeing what the environment is. Um, surprisingly enough, quality of life continues to kind of outweigh pay. You know, people yeah. are willing to give up a little bit of money to just have a little bit of quality of life. So if you can combine those two things up, doesn't hurt San Diego. No, you know. But if you can combine those two things, I think you really have something from just a, a job standpoint. One of the reasons I got involved in it, you know, I could, I, as a dummy, I can do this job, make a couple pennies, and have a good quality we've, we've life. We've established that, right? <laughs> yeah. I just didn't want anybody to forget. And I forgot that I mentioned it because I am a dummy. So there, we'll just move on. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree. I mean, I think it's, um, again, the, the industry needed it. As a whole, it's good, but it makes things challenging in the short term to try yeah. to run a profitable business. Uh, 135 by definition is on demand. This isn't mm-hmm. scheduled airlines that yeah. we can crew every airplane with. It's more of a .2 pilots, yeah. and you know it's it's a uh, it's a hustle on both sides. Yeah, and yeah. it's challenging. But I think the you know on the flip side of it is you're going to uh, new locations all the time. I mean it's it's not airline flying right. for for good and bad. I love the destination stuff. I, I love too. it. Being, I mean, being stuck in Aspen for a week, pinch me. Yeah. I'll never forget. <laughs> With an expense budget. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't tell you how many trips I've thrown my, my surfboard in the, the luggage compartment nice. and, and go and spend the weekend in Cabo. It's like, someone's paying me to do this. I mean, it's it's great. So. Which is why I really do too. I think that's one of the reasons we do this little podcast is because I think there, if somebody can hear this and, and, and say, is that really true? It's really true. Yeah. You can really do those things. And the airline job is an astonishing job. And the corporate job is an astonishing job and it's what you get out of it and boy in my opinion it's always been weighted to getting more out of it than you put in and in anything i think that's a wonderful place to be so i'm, I'm not giving up i'm gonna do this until i keel over yeah and i think i mean again it's so exciting um for for someone young wanting to get in this industry i mean this is the best time oh, yeah. that you could possibly do oh, it boy. i mean can you imagine getting in right now it, it's it's easy for guys like us to probably be bitter and do the well back in my day sure. kind of thing yeah well it's yeah it's, but it, god bless it I, I'm, I'm i'm so happy to see it i mean it, <laughs> these these guys that are you know very yeah. low time getting hired into the right seat of these you know right. brand new airplanes i'm not that bitter I'm not that better. Well, you're, you're starting to sweat. <laughs> Air conditioning in here. Um, but no, it's it's. Uh, I think yeah. I mean, if if you're young, thinking about this as a career, now is the time to do it. Without there's, question. There's some hurdles. You've been it's, airline captain in ten years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for a major, for a legacy. When has that ever happened before? Yeah, I mean, never. It's, just, it's nuts. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, yeah. Casey, I can't thank you enough for coming out, and I appreciate it. Maybe you can, uh, maybe next time you can bring Solomon and he can give his opinion. Who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we missed him regardless. We did. He'll, yeah, we'd love, love to have it. Um, I, I think it's awesome what you guys are doing here. I, I wish you would get, I, w- I would like to say more, but even just one of an airplane that we actually I know. operate. I was so going to say can... that. I've never made a penny off of Latitude Come. 33, but it's my fault. It it's is. my fault. I know. Uh, well, we... now that uh, now that Flight Safety is going to own the world, maybe we'll just have to go in together on a CJ3 Plus M. I think we're onto something here. <laughs> All right. Because the options are becoming limited and limited. So, Excellent. Uh, but we'll, no. we'll discuss offline so that the Flight Safety doesn't listen to this and sue me, <laughs> which they're going to anyway. They're, so they're not. They're not. Nah, they're they're going to. That's fine. No. <laughs> no, but again, yeah, thank, thank you. Uh, I appreciate uh, you having me on and yeah. uh, happy, to, uh, happy to do it. Love to have you. Thanks, Casey. All right. Appreciate you know. it.